I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner, and we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case, the investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So many times on this podcast, I talk about predators I've caught who did something outrageous, horrible, but they were caught before they actually injured a child. And we explore whether or not they had tried this before, had actually met a child before for sex. And we also explore, as you know, what has happened to these men, these predators I've caught, since they surfaced in one of our sting investigations. And in many cases we've explored here, the predator, as far as we can tell, has gone on, put his life in order, and has not reoffended at least that we know of. And that's good news. The guy has gone straight. In many cases, they've gone to therapy. They've gone to jail. They've been on probation. And they've had to register as a sex offender. I've talked about guys who've moved on with their lives, who own businesses, have become artists. Some are bitter. 
Some just want to move on. But in some cases, like the one we're going to explore in this episode, man, they cannot stay out of trouble. And such is the case with a fellow, Elazar Henson, who surfaced in our sting operation in Fort Myers, Florida, in the spring of 2006. Elazar was 24 at the time, about to turn 25. And he showed up after chatting with a perverted justice decoy, posing as a 13-year-old girl. Her online name was Liz Fizz 420 precocious teenager who dabbled in marijuana. That was the profile. And this chat went on for like nine days. Henson lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, in that area, probably about two hours away from the Stinghouse in Fort Myers, Florida. And this is something that's always stuck with me about him. His screen name was Importuner81. Now, it didn't strike me in the moment when we're doing the sting, but it did later. Importuner. That's outrageous. The definition of importuner is to beg, urge, or solicit something troublesome. The action of convincing somebody or requesting one for sexual services, especially prostitution. Now, you may recall in some of the charges facing some of the predators I've caught, importuning is listed as one of the charges. In some states, that's one of the offenses, importuning. You're trying to get sex from someone, in the predator cases, a minor. Importuning can also be standard prostitution amongst consenting adults. Can you imagine using a screen name Importuner81? I think 81 might be his first year. I mean, you're asking for trouble going into this, and trouble is exactly what Elazar Henson got. His chat, as I said, spanned more than a week. In his profile, his online profile, Elazar had a picture of him from when he was in the Navy. He's got his official uniform on. Kind of a blue backdrop. An official Navy picture, it would appear. He served a couple years in the Navy, but during the course of this investigation, he worked for a mattress company delivering high-end mattresses, in his own words, to wealthy people people who had million-dollar-plus homes and fancy cars in the driveway. He grumbled during the conversation with this decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl that sometimes, you know, he didn't even get a tip, even though the people were wealthy. And that sometimes he got negative reviews at work because, well, the customers were just too picky. Importuner81 came across Liz Fizz 420 in a chat room. And he, as all of the predators I've caught, makes the first move. ASL. He asked. 13 female, Florida. 
13 female Florida. Right off the bat. You, 18 male St. Pete. 18. So he's trying to paint a picture that he's not that much older, that somehow this will be okay. Still illegal, mind you. But he says he's six years younger than his actual age. What you up to, he asks. Nothing. Just hanging. Bored. Me too. I'm just playing games. What kind of games, the decoy asks. PS2. What part of Florida are you in? Gulf Coast, she says, not far from you. Cool. So what do you do all the time anyway? I tell you once, I know you're not a psycho killer, LOL. Okay. Hang with friends, get high, listen to music, you know. You look like the vamp type, he says. And then he brags, I got money. Later we'll find out that... He really didn't have that much money because he would spend a lot of time in the county jail, unable to post bail. LOL. Yeah, cool, she says. Then he brags, my parents give me some whenever I want. They live up north. The decoy asks, you got your own place? Yeah, with everything in it, just about. Right. She leaves and says they can chat later. Now, remember, these decoys are very busy. They're dealing with more than one potential predator at a time, and that was the case in Fort Myers, where we had a couple dozen show up. You may recall there was a man who came in naked. There was a guy who brought his four-year-old child. Still haunts me to this day. A lot of activity at Fort Myers, including Importuner 81. The next day, he continues, what you up to? I made myself invisible because some stupid kid's bugging me, she says. Yeah, I understand, but you could have hollered at me. Sorry, I didn't notice you was online. You should come over to my place so we can get high, he says. That would be cool. Now, here's the grooming process. You got a guy who's 24, been to the Navy, has a job. He's pretending to be 18 with plenty of money. And someone who wants to take care of, treat, and have sex with a 13-year-old girl. He'll get more blatant about that later. I can't tonight, but maybe sometime I could. Maybe you could come over here sometime when my mom goes on her biz trips. Yeah, because I got money for weed, but don't have many hookups. How come I looked at your Yahoo Pro and you're cute? They moved away, he says. Oh, that's too bad. When does your mom go on her trips? He wants to know. Depends. I think she's going on one next week. Now, remember, these chats take place, you know, prior to the sting operation in some cases. And that was the case here. Oh, parte, huh? LOL. Whatever is right. It's not far from St. Pete, right? He asks. Where are you again? Fort Myers, okay. We could definitely party sometime, says the decoy. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to meet you. That would be cool. K-E-W-L. Maybe I call you later. So a phone number is exchanged. He gives her his. More chit-chat about basic things. He wants a picture of her. 
explains to her how to create one. He laments about the lack of personal chat rooms that Yahoo used to have. Now they're chatting apparently in a more public forum. He's concerned, and he'll be more specific about this, that no one finds out he's been chatting with her. There's no evidence, no picture, anything like that. So what do you like to do for fun? He asks, you know, party, hang out, chase guys, LOL. Well, I want to show you a good time, yeah? Like what we do. Of course, just do all the things you like. Cool, guys my age are dorks. Oh, yeah? Well, that's the good thing about older guys. The maturity, for sure. My last boyfriend was 17. What was he like? He was hot. But he messed around. Hit on my best friend. Oh, I would like to find something serious, but I don't know if it's out there for me yet. You mean a girlfriend? Yeah. What about the girl in the pic with you? She looks hot. She was just a friend from a while back. I've been single for six months or so. Oh, and what about you, he asks. I broke up with Troy a couple weeks ago. Single now. Yeah? It's good to have your freedom, he said. Maybe, but I like having a guy around, she says. And I like having a girl around. They make an agreement to talk tomorrow online. The next day, they talk about how crowded the beaches were. He went to the beach. I'm anxious to meet you. You busy next weekend, she says. No, says import tuner 81. Awesome. You got some bud? Already gone. I smoked my last nickel bag this morning. But he says he'll find more. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Later, he talks about being at a party and having some jello shots, being hungover. He explains he likes weed better. It doesn't affect him the next day like rum and tequila. I hope I can see you this weekend, he says. All you got to do is drive down and pick me up, she says. Or we could hang here. Whatever, it's cool with me, she says. He asks about her mom. Is she going to be gone Saturday and Sunday? Yep. Got all weekend. Just don't bring me no jello shots at Howell. And I can stay with you, he asks. Sure, if you're sweet to me. I will be. You know that I'm a good guy. Really. She's supposed to know you're a good guy lying about your age. Chatting with somebody you know is 13. And now making a date. And I'm not going to be pushy about anything. Okay. I get paid this week, too, he says. You gonna have any bud? I get some before I come down. Cool, because I'm all out. What's there to do at your place, he wants to know. Well, it depends, I guess, she says. You like me? Yeah, of course. I meant besides sex, dirty mind. There he goes. Now there's the sex talk coming. Just checking in. Wasn't sure how much you liked me. I guess we could go to the beach or hang here and get buzzed. Yeah, I was thinking I'd bring some movies. That's cool. What movies you got? He goes on to talk about the different movies, what they're going to watch. The movies thing is a grooming technique. I've decided after hearing it so many times over the years, it's a way to convince somebody who's underage to stay in. These predators think that they can get the child on the couch, 
watch a movie, get high, drink, and they can make their move when their vulnerable child is less likely to say no to anything when their guard is down. I tried calling you, he says, a day or so later. I wanted to hear your voice. Sorry, I was in school. Just to make the point 100 times again that she's under eight. She asks, you got this weekend off though, right? No, just Sunday, but I'm gonna come down after work and get off at 4.30. That's cool, she says, perfect. He says he'll buy some. Mike's hard lemonade. Are you anxious, he asks. I'm really looking forward to seeing you, she says. You look really hot in that uniform, by the way, she says, referring to the Navy outfit. When was you in the Navy, she asks. Two years ago, I got out early because I hated it. How come you hated it? It wasn't for me. Let me talk about another phone call. You got a lot of friends, he asks. Enough, I guess. She says she likes his voice. It's deep and sexy. Importuner81 says, yeah, a lot of girls like my eyes. They say I have nice eyes. She says, I liked what you had to say, too, over the phone. This is one of those guys who thought he was being clever about having the sex talk during the phone calls and not so much in the transcripts of his online chat. But here he goes talking about sex. If I show you then, I want you to give me a BJ. Meeting sex, of course. I'm going to enjoy just hanging out with you, too. I think it would be fun. A day later, hey, been thinking about you. Me too. She said she had been in trouble with her mom. You're not still in trouble, are you? Haha, uh-huh, no, I'm cool now. Well, be cool so I can make it over there. You don't want to get grounded. No way, I'm okay. I don't want to wait to the last minute. What's your address? He wants to know. He reiterates he's about two hours away. More talk about logistics. He talks about making sure she protects her conversations and has a good password so her mom can't see that she's been talking to him. Then he wants to know, do you have nosy neighbors or know everyone around? Not really. But I'll be in back of the house watching TV. That way I'll know you're there. He's worried about arriving and being seen. Okay, well, you should still have your phone just in case I get lost or I'm running late. I won't call until I'm there, and it's really necessary. He's running late now. That's okay. More time for me to get ready. I don't want you to wait outside too long, he says. He doesn't want the neighbors to see a 24-year-old man coming to meet a 13-year-old girl. And there's talk about the fact that her house has a big shower. You gonna show me a good time while I'm there, he asks. Don't forget the bud and mics. Oh, I'll get it, he says. I got more talk about his picture. I got big shoulders, he says. I like that. And a big cock. Yeah. Very clever. Not gonna be so clever in a few hours here when you walk into the sting house. He confirms that the mom won't be there. And he heads over to the Stinghouse in our high-class 
Fort Myers neighborhood. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, I would have liked to have spent a little more time talking to Elazar Henson. But as you'll hear in just a moment here, Elazar gets spooked. You know, sometimes we have to get ready and sometimes we scramble. Sometimes these guys show up earlier than we think. Sometimes they show up at the same time as another alleged predator. And as you can imagine, behind the scenes, there are a lot of moving parts. There are cameramen upstairs, soundmen upstairs, people doing all kinds of things related to the television production. And we see Elazar arrive. He walks up calmly to the house, up the driveway, he parked on the street. And if you remember, there was a sally port walks through there around to the back of the house to enter the back door that leads to the kitchen. He comes in, he's carrying a bag, which if memory serves me correct, had, you know, alcohol. This 24-year-old Elazar Henson, screen name Importuner81, is here after making a date online with a girl posing as a 13-year-old. He told her he'd bring marijuana. Did you bring the pot? The onside decoy asks him if he brought the pot, meaning marijuana. He starts to look around the house, and he turns to look up a staircase. Most of the other predators I caught in that investigation walked right by the staircase. But apparently somebody was moving around up there. I think maybe the onside decoy might have been up there or around the corner, but he saw a member of my crew. He says, hi, you can hear him. Hi. Yeah, did you bring the pot? No. Hi. She asks again, did you bring the pot? And now he's confused because he sees somebody upstairs and he hears the decoy from a different direction. The onside decoy. So he says no. His mind is likely whirling as to what he's just walked into. He's indicated in the chats he knows what he's doing is illegal raw. And now he's there. So how does he get his way out of this? He takes off with his bag of treats in his hand. Doesn't run. He just kind of goes back out the door. He came in. The Fort Myers police move in. Go take him. Take him. A pickup truck, undercover pickup truck belonging to the police department, cuts him off, and they arrest him. Unlike some of the other predators I've caught in Fort Myers, in that Fort Myers investigation, Elazar Henson didn't have the money to bail out of jail pending his trial, his charges. Like so many of the others, he was offered a plea deal. But he didn't want to have to register as a sex offender for life. And that was part of the deal. So he fights these charges from jail. He's in jail for two years. He can't bail out. And he's fighting the charges. He goes through two different public defenders. 
both exasperated that he won't come to his senses and take this plea deal. At some point, he represents himself. He's found guilty of charges related to trying to meet a 13-year-old girl for sex. And now they're going to throw the book at him, right? He had his car seized by the sheriff's department. He was sentenced to 26 months in prison. Got time served, so he's already been in there for two years, 24 months. So he had to do an additional six. Then he has the gall to file an appeal on the sentencing. So he goes in to try to reduce it so he doesn't have to stay in for an extra couple of months and gets an additional four months to the 26. So he spends 30 months in the county jail. And he has lifetime registration as a sex offender. But the story of Elazar Henson is far from over. He gets released. Does he get therapy? Does he stay out of trouble? No. They find him hiding in the bushes outside a daycare center at night. Police are called. He's arrested for prowling. No criminal charges are ultimately filed. He moves then to Maryland, where apparently a number of his family members live, and gets into dust-up after dust-up after dust-up with authorities there, failing to register as a sex offender. He gets in trouble for drugs, fighting, domestic violence. He's in and out of jail. And then, as if he was going to leave his troubles behind in Maryland, he moves to Kentucky. Does he turn his life around there? No. In fact, Elazar Henson gets arrested again in a major sting operation, a human trafficking operation targeting prostitution. Women, some of them underaged, rescued, Victims of human trafficking. This is a news clip from Channel 5 News in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is right across the uh, river from Kentucky. They report a lot of things that happen in Kentucky. Dozens of human trafficking victims are safe thanks to a police effort that spanned 12 states, including Kentucky. Governor Andy Bashir announced the results of Operation United Front today in Frankfurt. The 12-state human trafficking operation was led by the Missouri Attorney General's Office and Missouri Highway Patrol. The operation unfolded over the past four days last week. In Kentucky, 46 people were arrested. Police also rescued 21 human trafficking victims, including two juveniles. That's right. Elazar Henson was one of 40-some people arrested trying to meet prostitutes for sex. Import tuner 81, how appropriate. And we don't know whether or not the human trafficking victim with whom he tried to engage in sex was underaged or not. But the fact is, this guy was in trouble again. This was a big deal in Kentucky. In fact, the governor, Andy Bashir, held a news conference. We want to make sure that we get these criminals uh, and, and they're truly perpetrating evil off the streets. But 
These individuals that have been harmed over and over. Most important thing is their rescue. 21 victims, two of which are minors. So he's caught again, faces criminal charges again, but manages to somehow get out of jail, pleading to lesser charges. And the last we can confirm of Elazar Henson is that he entered a Christian sober living facility. There's some indication that he is not properly registered as a lifetime sex offender. But nothing that says he's left the sober living facility and gotten into trouble again. I think Elazar Henson has been in enough trouble for what he would be. One can only hope, we can all hope, that the life skills he's getting at this sober living facility will keep Henson from getting into trouble again or trying to harm another child or somebody who is caught up in human trafficking. Henson is now around 41 years old and he's been all over the place, obviously, as I mentioned, and no real number or way to contact him except the sober living facility. I'd like to talk to Importuner 81. I think it would be instructive to hear about all the trouble he's gotten into and how perhaps he's going to avoid doing something horrible in the future. We shall see. More of our story in a moment. As you know, I like to also hear from you. This week's question comes from Andy in Ohio. Hi, Chris. This is Anthony from Ohio, about an hour and a half northwest of Greenville, Ohio, which is where you had one of your stings. And I've been watching True Blue recently, and I've been watching your Predator episodes, and I just absolutely love the subtle nods to the Predator movies and the pictures you guys put up in the sting house. I feel like that's a nice touch. I guess my question is, who thought of those? Who, who thought of those little nuggets to put into the show? Because I think they had a very subtly funny hint to the episodes. Anyway, uh, I enjoy the pod greatly. Thank you. Well, thank you, Andy, for being so observant. In fact, there are remnants of past predators I've caught in the current Stinghouses for the takedown series on True Blue. I think it's a clever, albeit dark nod to what we do. And look, there is a darkly humorous part to all this. There are some humorous moments in these things. It was the idea of some of the crew who works with me at True Blue to put some of those photos up. So far, none of the predators I've caught for takedown on True Blue have recognized any of the previous predators. But I appreciate, Andy, you being so observant to figure that out. I think it adds a nice touch to the stingers. You can always find me all over social media. 
at Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok, Cameo, should you desire. And on my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details, documentaries, crime stories, interviews, and of course, the new Predator series, Take Down with Chris Hansen. And you can always reach me right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. A Huda Media Production.